0: Hello everybody, Common Sense Christianity here. I hope everybody had a blessed day today. You know, I'm going through the book of Hebrews and um, there's quite a bit of interesting things in the book of Hebrews. You know, we can start off and I'm just going to skim through it really quick. You know, I use the RSV and typically it's, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good translation. I know a lot of people have have, you know, preferences with the ASV or the ESV. I think we all have our preferred translation, right? I mean, a lot of people have the KJV. That's their preferred one. But, you know, I'm going through the RSV and one huge blunder is, you know, where it says that uh, Jesus upholds the universe by the word of his power, right? That's a big, big no-no. Um, you know, if you look at the the, the KJV, it's he upholds all things with the word of his power. And those things obviously are listed in Colossians by Paul, who also wrote, apparently who wrote Hebrews. That's that's what they believe, at least, that Paul wrote Colossians. And the list of all things is, you know, when they use a the list of things are positions of power, right? So Jesus upholds all these things with his spoken word. It doesn't say anything about, Upholding the universe. I mean, this is this is again this is the more uh, insanity of the Trinity as they as they slowly pervert the gospel and push everything towards Jesus being the Creator. Jesus upholds everything. The Father basically is off on vacation in Peru. I, I don't know where he's at, but he's he's not the Creator anymore in the Trinitarian belief system. Although, oddly enough, if you read the uh, Nicene Creed. It talks about the Father, you know. I don't have the Nicene Creed in front of me, and I could probably Google it, but it talks about the Father is the creator of everything, right? We have one God, the Father, creator of heavens and the earth and everything. So it doesn't include Jesus. This is the most bizarre thing, you know, because when I ask a Trinitarian who the creator is, they don't really give me an answer, right? They say the Father created everything through Jesus. And I'm like, explain that and they're saying well uh, is the no, father's the power and Jesus did the create and I'm saying well see that's a coke that's co-creation and they're like no and I said well who created then when the bible says the father is our creator yeah he created everything through Jesus though but I, I said that but the bible doesn't say that though you know so trinitarians are so hung up and so misled by colossians okay colossians one sixteen, and I've said it many times in other podcasts that I've had they are positions of power that Jesus created to run the church and the angelic realm. God, and this isn't a glorified Christ, right? He's in a glorified spiritual body. So God gave Jesus the ability to create these positions of power in order to run the church and the angelic realm. Okay, And this is for the new kingdom. If you keep reading, in the book of Hebrews, the early manuscripts had no chapter breaks, right? And they had no lowercase punctuation in fact and no spaces really so everything was just run together right all one together all capital letters so translators obviously with a trinitarian bias translated these manuscripts down to the kjv you know they had the gnv before that you know like in john 1 they talk about all things were made by it and then in the kjv of course after they translate it that it becomes a he you know just just weird stuff and, and you really have to study a lot and just pay attention to a lot and don't stick to, you know, I'm going to go out and buy the KJV and this is the word of God, boom, and that's final. You know, every translation has merit. I use the NIV once in a while for certain things because I believe the translators did a better job on a particular verse, right? Not necessarily to use it to my advantage, although I guess I would be untruthful to say that I don't, but it just shows that the translations can mean different things depending on the translator, right? So just because a translator puts something down doesn't necessarily mean that that's exactly what that verse means. It really pays uh, us to go to the Hebrew and the Greek and look. So anyway, you know, when I go through Hebrews, uh, Hebrews is about the new creation, really. I mean, it's talking about, it says, in many and various ways, God, okay, we got God, spoke of old to our fathers by the prophets, okay? But in these last days, he has spoken to us by a son, okay? So, common sense, which is the uh, name of this channel, Common Sense Christianity, would show us that in the old days, God spoke to people through prophets. But in these last days, God spoke through his son, right? So it's basically only in these last days... God spoke through us to his Son. It wouldn't make sense for Jesus Christ to be the Son of God, or whatever, and speak in the Old Testament, you know, to people, to Abraham, to whoever, when the Bible is very clear that in these last days he spoke to us through his Son, right? And it says, and he appointed the heir of all things. It would be very weird, again, using common sense, for the creator of the universe, for the creator of the stars and everything to be heir of all things. Can you imagine that? That's like you going out and and building a bicycle, going down, getting all the parts, you're building a bicycle, and then all of a sudden, uh, after you uh, parked a bicycle, somebody else says, Guess what? You you can have that bicycle. You know, that's that's already your bicycle, right? It's it's something that Jesus would have created. Right? He created everything and then all of a sudden he is the heir of it. I mean, you know, everywhere you go in the Trinity belief system, it just gets really weird. And the Trinity normally, like I was saying, is is ignored. Okay. They don't think about these things. They stick to a verse, but they don't they don't put the Bible down and go, you know, this just this, this doesn't make sense. There's something weird going on here. And usually when people do that, they dump the Trinity. They're gone because you know, they just can't defend it anymore. Um, so, and it says, through whom he also created the world. Okay, through, we've already addressed this in our other podcast. That means because of for, you know, so God, God created everything through his son for the world, uh, you know, the universe and everything, ultimately for his son, because his son's going to be the heir, right? His son's going to be the heir of the, of the new kingdom. So everything was in God's purpose and plan for Christ. And so it says, and in Hebrews 1, 3, he reflects the glory of God and bears the very stamp of his nature. Well, why are they bouncing around and pussyfooting around with throwing you know, little riddles to us if Jesus is the creator, right? If Jesus is the creator of the universe, then just say it. You know, he was God Almighty. They don't need to say... You know, he reflects God's glory. He bears the very stamp of God's nature. Well, just say it. Spit it out already. Say he's God. You know, you're keeping us in suspense this whole time. I don't know if that's the uh, the whole point of the Bible, is just to keep us in suspense and not really tell us. But um, And it says, When he has made purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Okay? He sat down at the right hand. That needs no further investigation. You know, the rest of the Bible says he sits at the right hand side of God. You know, you don't sit at the right hand side of God. If you're God, you are God. And it says, having become as much superior to angels, again, common sense, ding, 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 having become as much superior to angels. If Jesus was Yehovah, then why would the author be telling us that Jesus or Yahweh became much superior to angels? That would kind of have, uh, you know, that would go without saying, right? I mean, how do you become much superior to angels? You know, a Trinitarian will say, well, he was made lower than the angels. Well, okay, that that also is really weird for Yahweh to be made lower than the angels, and then all of a sudden has become as much superior to angels, you know this. This is just this is just too weird here. I, I'm almost ready to put down Hebrews one already, looking at from the trinitarian angle because it just becomes crazy town, you know. For which angel did God ever say, "Thou art my son"? So that eliminates the Jehovah Witness belief because God has never said this to His son or to an angel. Thou art my son. You know, we've gone through all this before another podcast where it actually, in, in Hebrews 1.8, it talks about, uh, it goes down, and it says, and in Hebrews 9, it talks about, Thy God has anointed thee, and it says, And thou, Lord, they're talking about the same one, Thou, Lord, did found the earth in the beginning, and the heavens are the works of thy hands, still going with the Father. They will perish, but thou will remainest. They will all grow old like a garment. Like a mantle, thou will wilt them up, and roll them up. And they will be changed But thou art the same, and thy years will never end. But to which of the angels had he ever said? Okay. It continues all the way down, and it says, "But to what angel has he ever said?" We know this is the Father, right? Jesus is not saying this to his son. Um, you know, Jesus has no son. This is the Father. Sit at my right hand, you know, till I make you a a footstool. So, we go over to Hebrews two, and we just kind of skim through it. And, um, you know, they're, they're basically going through, talking about Jesus. Thou didst make him a little lower than the angels for a little while. Thou hast crowned him with glory and honor, putting everything in subjection under his feet. Now, in the Jehovah Witness, it says, you know, to no angel did God subject the world to come. You know, that's, that's I believe, that's in Hebrews 2. So we can see right here that God put everything in subjection under Jesus' feet. Uh, says he left nothing outside of his control well you know again if this is talking about Yahweh this is really weird I mean uh, it just it's really weird how the author would go out of his way to try and convince us that Jesus is more of deserving of glory you know than angels he's higher than angels if he was Yahweh but we see Jesus who for a little while was made lower okay crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. Okay. Okay, we're going through here. Uh, I see anything out of the ordinary, um, and then it says uh, that we can share in the. Okay, so and then it says in Hebrews two seventeen, therefore he had to be made like his brethren in every respect. Okay, so you know a Trinitarian will say that Jesus was fully God and fully man. Well that 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 wouldn't work because he had to be make made like his brethren his brethren in every respect. So nobody else is fully God and fully man. Everybody else, you know, on earth that's that's a man is a man, right? So you can't be made like your brethren in every respect if you're Yahweh. You know, so uh you know, the fact is, if you, lose common, if you use common sense and don't lose common sense, um, Jesus was created in the womb, okay? And the whole point of this angle is he was created in the womb by the Holy Spirit, but he had to be made like his brethren in every respect. Now, remember, Jesus existed in God's purpose and plan long before he was born. So when it says he had to be made, you know, this was God planned this out. It wasn't like God sent down Jesus from the sky, into a woman to incubate. It was, this was planning on coming into the world. Jesus was going into the world from God, right? He was sent into the world. So it says in every respect, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest. You know, again, God does not need to become a faithful and merciful high priest in the service of God okay so you're servicing God but you're God I mean this is this is where uh, I'm yeah this this is where it gets like I said crazy town here a faithful and high priest in the service of God to make expiation for the sins of the people for because he himself has suffered and been tempted okay remember other people in the podcast oh he wasn't really tempted you know he can't be tempted well he was. And he is able to help those who are tempted. Okay, zip on over to Hebrews 3, and it talks about, Therefore, holy brethren who share in a heavenly call, consider Jesus the apostle and high priest of our confession. Okay, again, the author of Hebrews is trying to make the determination and letting us know that Jesus is a man. Okay, he's made an apostle and a high priest. He was faithful to God. I mean, these are the craziest analogies if he was trying to convince us that he's God. the You know, Paul would just say, though Jesus was God, and he would open up God Almighty in the flesh over and over again. God Almighty in the flesh became a man. He humbled himself to death over and over again. All we see is this, riddles. And we see that God, you know, so I can read it. Therefore, holy brethren who share in a heavenly call, consider... Yohevave, the apostle and high priest of our confession. What? That's not going to work. He was faithful of him who anointed him, just as Moses was also faithful in God's house. What? So you know, Yohevave is is being compared to Moses. Yet, Jesus has been counted worthy of as much more glory than Moses. Okay. I'm ready to stop here because now if we're, if we're pushing the trinitarian uh belief here it just gets beyond insanity because now they're trying to convince us that Jesus is worthy of much more glory than Moses of as much more glory than Moses as the builder of a house, right? So it's talking about Moses is a builder, Jesus is a builder and it says Moses as the builder of a house has much more, much more honor than the house for every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God, right? So it talks about Moses being the builder. It talks about Jesus being the builder and then it clarifies everything, but the builder of all things is God. So why are they, why are they continually separating Jesus from God all the time? Why can't they just come out and say it? You know, Jesus was God in the flesh. Jesus was God. Not throw us a bone and, and compare Jesus to, to you know, the, the men or the prophets or the apostles or to Moses. You know, they're battling it out here in the book of Hebrews. You know, Jesus is more deserving than glory than Moses. I mean, it would be nonsensical for that to be Yahweh, right? So it says right here, but Christ was faithful over God's house. Why don't just why don't you just say that Christ, who himself was God, was faithful over his own house? You know, why are they always separating Jesus from God all the time? You know, therefore as the Holy Spirit says, today when you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in rebellion. Well, I think trinitarians are are doing a lot of that today. You know, they're in rebellion against the first commandment. So, It talks about we go down and says who were they that heard and yet were rebellious was it not all those who left egypt under the leadership of moses well i'll tell you one thing moses never spoke of a triune god moses wasn't a trinitarian you know jesus said you know moses spoke of me moses was preparing the uh the the coming of the messiah you know the christ not not some person here that says oh and this is another one here you know it says um so Hebrews 4 14, since then we have a great high priest. Again, again, we're getting into high priest territory now. Apostle, high priest, you know, this is would be ludicrous if this is Yahweh, right? Who has passed through the heavens. I mean, so it would be just saying that he returned back to heaven or he he you know entered heaven, but it's passing through the heavens like this is a big deal, you know Jesus has passed through the heavens, you know it sounds like it's a first encounter because it was Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession, for we have not a high priest, wow, that's Jesus again, who is able to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are. Okay, Jesus is in every single way he was tempted like we are. And we don't know the thoughts that God put into the into Christ's mind, you know, just because he was around on earth 33 years and maybe lived an isolated life kind of doesn't necessarily mean that he didn't have all the same thoughts that we did and same temptations, right? God could have, you know, projected a lot of these thoughts that we have onto Christ, you know, to test him and and make, make Christ actually uh, overcome this, you know, he had to make, he had to make remediation for all sins. So it's kind of hard. How can you make remediation for sins if you're not subjected to a particular sin, right? We don't know what God did with, Jesus was crying drops of blood. So, I mean, it's possible that God could have put all of these random thoughts into Christ's mind while he was growing up. And then, uh, you know, at different times and just thoughts, you know, but Jesus knew that that uh, he had to overcome this and he didn't satisfy his own desires. Like many Christians today are Trinitarians. So, you know, so, so-called Christians will just basically go to the bar, go out and party. You know, they're, they're, they're going to go party, smoke, drink, you know, club in, hit, hit the clubs. And then, then basically go back home and call themselves a Christian. But so, in every respect, Jesus was tempted like us, and um, and and again, for every high priest chosen from among men, okay, is appointed to act on behalf of men in relation to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. But says he can deal gently with the ignorant and wayward, since he himself is beset with weakness. Okay, because of this. He is bound to other sacrifices or offer sacrifice for his own sins as well as those for other people. Uh, and one does not take the honor upon himself, but he is called God, just as Aaron. Or, but he is called by God, just as Aaron was. So also Christ did not exalt himself to be a high priest, but he was appointed by him who said to him, "Today you are my son." Thou art my son; today I have begotten you. So we have uh, God the Father anointing Jesus, you know, and and the Son does not take the honor upon himself, right? He has to be given authority by God. Uh, and this is here in the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up praying and supplications with loud crying and tears to Him who could save him from death. What about this little pre-arranged agreement that apparently Jesus and God never had when they were up in heaven discussing how Jesus was going to be the creator? Do you really think that God would not have consulted with Christ if Christ was going to die for the sins of mankind, the second person of the Trinity? Why is this not ever mentioned in the Old Testament whatsoever? Why, when it's mentioned later, uh, as far as a prophecy, that it's only a prophecy. You know, where are the clear instances of Jesus being God in the Old Testament? Why are we continually being told that Jesus was a prophet like Moses? So when it, he cries out with loud crying and tears to the one who was able to save him from death. And he was heard for his godly fear. In the RSV it says godly fear. That Jesus had fear of God. Although he was a son, he learned obedience. Another big deal here. You don't learn obedience if you're God through what he suffered. And being made a high priest is another designation, a label for a man. Uh, Source of eternal salvation to all who obey him, being designated by God, a high priest after the order of, I'm going to butcher this too, Mel- Melzachek, and I, I should know that, I knew the the word, the name before, but uh, I don't, it's late now, so I'm not even going to get into that, I'm just going to waste time but um, so basically, if we go through the book of Hebrews uh, everything's separated from Christ, we've got God you know, the doctrine of Christ and going to our maturity, God with instruction Christ here, God here you know, it's very uh, for this Mel- Melzachek king of Salem, priest of the most high God you know, met Abraham returning. So what they're talking about Jesus was is he is a high priest, right? He's a high priest, and the, you know, he's the author of our our confession, he's he's the uh firstborn from the dead, and he's the author and finisher of our faith. But he's not God, right? So if you just go through the first couple books of Hebrews, you can see the argument that Paul is trying to make, and it's not that he's Yahweh. So we can't take a verse in Colossians 1 and say that now Jesus is the creator when we don't even understand what it means. You know, the the, the verse, the Colossians verse, uh, the subject in there is strictly positions of power. It's not, you know, it's nothing else. So, uh, yeah, continue reading the book of Hebrews and you'll see 1 through 5, they make the argument that Jesus is a man or at least he was a man. He's still a man in a glorified body now though. So when they make comparisons... They're in awe that, you know, at one time he was fully human, but they're drawing comparisons to somebody now that's literally been raised from the dead in a glorified body. You know, so it's getting late here, but I hope everybody had a fantastic day, and uh, I'll try to rip some more out tomorrow, some more podcasts, and I hope people are enjoying them. If you have any questions or anything, just send me an email. I get a lot of emails from Trinitarians, not a lot from biblical Unitarians other than saying, great job, I really enjoyed them you know, get a better mic or whatever. I do, you know, in the early ones, I I kind of spoke, but I use my phone when I'm on the road and it's not necessarily a mic issue. It's maybe I have a car running in the background and there's maybe noise cancellation. They're trying to cancel out that so it muffles the overall sound. I've noticed that when I, because um, right now I'm recording on my iPad, I notice that uh, if I have the car running at all, even if it's so minor you can barely hear it, it kind of tries to cancel out my voice too. So, uh, yeah, that's weird. So now when I record, if I'm in my car, I shut everything off. I don't leave it plugged in at all. I just record. So anyway, God bless you and have a fantastic evening.